Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go Driving in Heels. It's Driving in Heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host. And on this week's podcast, I talk directly to Hyundai product manager Trevor Lai as he talks about the 2022 Hyundai Tucson. There is so much new stuff on the Tucson that you won't want to miss this interview. And then I talk to Ford Connected Applications and Platforms, Stefan Bang who says Ford has partnered with Mappos. So let's get started with Hyundai product manager, Trevor Lai. Well, this is exciting. I mean, the, Definitely. the Tucson has been torn down, built back up, and it's totally redesigned. So tell us about it. You know, it's actually really funny. I just rushed here from the office back home to pick up a Tucson. As you know, we have our media event going on next week. And I'm like, I think I have a small slot of time where I can run down and pick it up and but then there was an accident on the road. And anyway, on the way back, it's a great drive. You know, it's it's a lot um, improved from the previous one. I love our previous Tucson. I launched that as well, you know, back uh, for 2015. Uh, great vehicle. Um, what we wanted to do this time was make it a little bit bigger, right? We always noticed, you know, our top cross shop, um, not only for our segment, but because they sell so many units, RAV4 and CRV. What's the biggest thing for them, pardon the pun? They're a lot bigger, right? So people were not really giving us time of day. Um, when they got to look at the size. So we knew that that was the first thing that we had to address. And I think uh, once you get to take a look at this vehicle in person, um, if you want to run down to your local uh, Hyundai dealership, actually, it's there right now. Um, you can actually see it's, it's quite a bit quite a bit bigger. Well, I love that you t- you just picked one up today because that's always a question I ask. What's it like to drive it? It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's a lot more fun to drive than you would think, because this this segment is pretty, more or less, uh, a bit prosaic, competitor-wise. You look at it, it's like, well, okay, it's kind of bland, kind of boring. And that's where, you know, our engineers have been working uh, so tirelessly to make the vehicle so much better. Anytime an OEM has a a full model change, it's going to get better, going to get better. Hyundai's been playing a great catch-up game for the past couple of decades making leaps and bounds and jumps up and so when you get behind the vehicle you drive it you know one of the other uh, engineers had driven the vehicle it was like nearly got pulled over today like well why the thing is so quiet i was doing 90 i thought i was going about 70 but you know it's just one it's just one of those vehicles you know and so it makes it so much easier to, to so easy to drive you know we have this one new feature um that we call highway drive assist with a uh, lane following assist and it's almost um I wouldn't call it uh, level two autonomy, can't do that. But as far as an advanced level one autonomous driving vehicle on the highway, uh, you don't really have to do a whole lot. 
you know? So it's, uh, it's really relaxing to drive the car as well. So are you telling me my commute is going to get better? Because I, I commute 70 miles a day. <laughs> well, should we all get back into the office? Absolutely. And for the commuter, we do have the new Tucson hybrid as well. Actually, plug-in hybrid and hybrid. So for the long commuters, you have definitely have a whole lot of a variety of choices that you have, not only in traditional packaging, but now powertrains as well. So we're really happy to, to have all these different flavors. <laughs> Trevor, I, I like how you just sneak that in on us. Oh, and by the way, we have a hybrid. You know, it just came out of nowhere. I just worked five years on it, you know, but hey, I thought I'd just throw it out there, you know, a five-second plug. But, uh, you know, we've been really happy with it. It's, you know, we, we, Hyundai is one of those companies that is not afraid to try anything. You know, we have hybrid, plug-in hybrid. We have a couple of EVs now. You heard about Ionic 5. We've had a couple of generations of fuel cell now. Um, when I was working on, because um, I cover all the uh, SUVs uh, at, uh, under the Hyundai brand, minus venue. and so. Uh, we were working on what is what is now the, the current body of Santa Fe, right? And you may have heard, if you were paying attention, at uh, when we first started talking about this generation of Santa Fe, we had diesel in the plant as well. And that was something that I had driven. So the company you know, is very willing to listen and try different things and totally not afraid of that. And that's one of the great things uh, that I love about, about Hyundai. Well, let's start with the body of the Tucson. Tell us the changes that you've made for the 22 model year. Well, we wow, what a start, right? I mean, not only we cover the size, all right, it's a, it's a lot bigger than it was before. Our cargo area, for example, is even bigger than the than the current leader in the segment, which is CRV. But the the chassis has been updated quite a bit as well. Um, it is serving double duty, not only for Tucson. You may have heard about Santa Cruz as well. And for the needs for that program, you need to have bigger wheels, um, a much larger presence uh, for the uh, on the road as well. So, a lot of changes have been updated there. One of the other things that we like to focus on here at Hyundai uh, is particularly with top safety pick plus, right? IIHS, TSP plus. It's almost like a, um, uh, a bragging rights amongst OEMs. And we always, it's, it's kind of fun. It's always us and our, and, our, and our sister company. I call the Mercury division. I'm not too keen on the Kia guys, right? But um, uh, it's always us and them, you know, trying to battle for, for top, you know, who's got the most number. So safety is really important to, to the company as well. So a lot of structural reinforcements have been made to the vehicle to improve um, both passive crash safety, which is, you know, crash resistance, metal crushing. And then of course, active safety, which that that's a half hour discussion in itself. So. Well, I love that you've reinforced uh, the body of the, the vehicle, but it also looks different. So tell us a little bit about the looks that have changed. The looks for, for the segment, you know, I mentioned earlier how prosaic the rest of the segment kind of is, kind of bland, kind of boring. So we knew we had to set ourselves apart. Size is one thing, right? That gets the rational buyers in. But one thing that we had learned from, I believe it was the 2010 Sonata, right? 2010 Sonata, it went from something kind of blocky to something really svelte. And what we found in that research, what came out of that was people were making excuses to buy that vehicle. It wasn't, you know, mid-sized sedan, usually it's pretty, pretty rational buyer. You know, it's not like you go out to go get milk for the family, you come back with a new mid-sized car. You don't really do that. But that was the first vehicle at Hyundai where we saw that, right? So we were trying to replicate that type of success with Tucson. We understand now, of course, the subcompact SUV has taken over um, as the sales leader, not only for Hyundai, but for many OEMs as well. So we had to have a very similar type of effect. It had to be punchy without alienating people. And so what we've done with that new body is made it much more edgy, quite a bit more rugged looking. 
a bit more uh, with the times uh, to have that kind of update, right? So very angular. We have a lot more LED elements with the vehicle. You'll notice in the front uh, on a lot of our press videos, you notice a dark grill, right? right. If the vehicle's off, it's that dark gray grill. Once the vehicle's on and running though, DRLs appear behind them like magic. So it's one of those things that we, we, we felt that we need to have this vehicle, we need to have New Tucson uh, stand out from the crowd. I know it sounds cliche, but I think with, with what you see on the road now, I think uh, our design guys have done a really good job doing that. Yeah, you know, the first two things I always notice about a vehicle are the tires and the grill. And I love that grill. I, I think it makes a huge difference. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's very distinctive without being overbearing, without being boring. So that's something where, you know, if you're, you're rolling up to a stoplight, there are cars in front of you, people are like, whoa, what is that, right? And so that kind of helps not only build interest in Tucson, but hopefully for Hyundai as a brand as well. Well, tell us about the tech inside the vehicle. Technology has been updated a lot, right? Especially this past year, we talked about COVID earlier. You know, we're spending a lot more time in front of our devices, electronic technology. So a couple of big things, pardon the pun, that we have in the vehicle now is instrument clusters, about 10 and a quarter inches in, in uh, diagonal measure. Same thing with the navigation system as well. So you're going from an analog cluster to a digital cluster that's big. It's not just a tiny one. Another thing that I've done in my, in my packaging, a lot of competitors will have that as well, but they'll save it for the very, very, very top build. At Hyundai, we really believe in democratizing a lot of features. So I brought that down quite a bit. You can even get the digital cluster in a cloth car, for instance, right? So there's no reason why you have to spend, you know, upwards of $33,000, $35,000 to enjoy something like that. Everyone can. Um, the navigation system I mentioned, we also have wireless Android and uh, Apple CarPlay. That's something that's new uh, and great for us as well. Safety technology, uh, we rolled out the uh, ultrasonic or occupant alert first for the Santa Fe that I mentioned. We introduced that for our Palisade for a second vehicle, and now it's in our Tucson. I think uh, Sonata has it as well on the sedan side. Um, we know that a lot of uh, folks are, are transporting their children around. I'm no different. I have two young kids as well. And having like that ultrasonic sensor in there uh, really helps. Um, it gives you that peace of mind when, 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 you're, when you're raising kids and always so busy and tired. I cannot tell you how tired I am, Laura, these days because of my kids. And so I can understand now where the forgetfulness things comes into play. It's not neglect. It's not bad parenthood. It's just sheer fatigue. So um, something like that, you know, uh, definitely helps for, for that sort of thing. A lot of great safety features as well. Other safety, uh, forward collision avoidance assist. We have that uh, standard starting with our, our early production vehicles, for example. We have that blind collision avoidance uh, uh, assist. It's not just a warning anymore, as we had before. Now can actually pull you back in your lane which is kind of a cool thing as well. So I'll nudge you back. Uh, we have a blind spot view monitor with that uh, with the upper vehicle trims. Turn the turn signal on and an image of what's in your blind spot will show up in your cluster um, as well. So a lot of a lot of features. That's just the top line, kind of the highlights. But our digital key, that's a big one as well. You can use an accessory a key card if you'd like, you know, RFID cards that we just kind of scan into our buildings. You can do that. Um, or you can use an Android phone to, to scan into to your car as well. So it would be a huge laundry list. It's, it's just, again, it's just the top line highlights that are my favorites anyway. So, Well, I normally I ask towards the end what the MSRP is, but I feel like with all of the stuff that you've added, I need to ask this now. You've stuffed a lot of new things into the Tucson. 
We have, and it's it's one of those things where we again it comes back to the brand, right? Hyundai, we like to give folks as much value as they can for the money. That was always true in the past, but now we're actually you know in the mainstream now. Our volume has, has never been higher as it has been before. Um, our success has been really great. I think our, our base price, if I remember correctly, our pricing guys handle the pricing, so it's always like, where are we at? I think we're at twenty four nine fifty for our Tucson, and that includes you know four collision avoidance assist, wireless Android Auto and CarPlay, and, and features like that, for example. And you can roll all the way up to our limited trim, which I believe I believe is about thirty three thirty four thousand dollars or so. That includes things like panoramic sunroof. Um, Bose Premium Audio, the navigation system I mentioned, and the uh, touch button, uh, push button uh, shifter. So ambient interior lighting, a lot of those those uh, luxury upscale features that you're not going to find in a competitive vehicle. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you have put a lot of vehicle into that MSRP. We have, and you know, we found in our research you know, for for those upper builds, it's like, well. You know, you get, your competitors are selling a lot of, you know, LX and EX CRVs that are, you know, our Toyota is selling a lot of LEs and XLEs. You know, why are you, you know, spending so much effort on the upper trims? And in our research, we found that a lot of folks are downsizing when they're empty nesters. They either will downsize to a Santa Fe or if they're more thrifty, they'll go down to a Tucson. But that thriftiness doesn't mean they need to stay, they're willing to skimp out on some of the features that they've gotten used to in their larger SUVs they've had in the past. And so we wanted to capture those buyers that are used to having a navigation screen. They're used to having Bose premium audio, things like that. That is genius. I mean, because you're you're totally right. So what demo, I mean, is especially attracted to the Tucson? The Tucson is what we have, what we call a bimodal distribution, right? If you were to graph things out, you have a big spike um, around 30s. So these days, you're pretty much single in your early 30s still uh, to um, married without kids, right? Then you have one kid, you're still going to keep the Tucson. Once you get to the point where you started having kids, you don't have a whole lot of folks in your 40s. You got your big dip there. You know, they're going to vehicles such as Palisade, for instance, they want the three-row SUVs, store strollers, store grandparents, whatever, right? And then once you get to the empty nester stage, and generally these days that starts around 50 to 55 or so when we start seeing that, um, you're seeing a lot of buyers there. They want the maneuverability of a smaller vehicle. They're not carrying around three kids, two kids, and Cujo anymore, you know what I mean? So it's just it's just the the, the husband, the wife, Maybe she goes to Home Depot to get some uh, get some plants and flowers. He might use the vehicle, you know, to get uh, other home imp- small home improvement things. Not a whole lot of use, just an in-town runabout. And that's a great car for them as well. So you well, get both sides. I love that you have one parked in your driveway right now. Um, but tell us, if you had to build the one you're going to keep in your driveway, you know all the trim levels, you know, you know all of the bells and whistles. How would you build that Tucson to keep? For me, I'm, I'm a first thing to, to note. Um, you've probably talked to a lot of product planners in your journalistic career. Product, product planners are a very unique and quirky breed. They're the type of guys that will want to try to find station wagons that are manual and diesel and maybe all will drive. You know, it's very, very quirky. You know, I, I unfortunately fit that mold. I would actually go with our SEL convenience build. And the reason why I would do that, I, I believe for our consumer offers the most bang for the buck. It offers the safety features that I mentioned, um, like the ultrasonic occupant alert, for example, the power rear tailgate, 
um, and it has the automatic uh, climate control system. Um, those are the things that, uh, should I get back to commuting every day, right? Those are the things that I'll be using every every single day. I don't need a huge panoramic roof. I can use this regular conventional sunroof. And that's that would be my favorite spec. Now, that's me in a vacuum without my wife's input. With my wife's input, we would get the panoramic roof. We would get the ventilated seats, the whole nine, right? So there's always ideal and reality, Laura. So. You are cracking me up. <laughs> she wants all the bells and whistles, and you're like, nah. <laughs> I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple guy. Like I don't need a whole lot. Like all our time and effort, my hobbies are, are gone now. It's all it's all with the kids. All focused on the kids, and that's what makes us happy, you know, which is great. So. I don't really need a whole lot of other, you know, things in my life. Are there any new colors? You know, every time we release a new car, we're going to have a few new colors um, for our vehicle. My favorite is probably the Calypso Red, and we're, we're while we apply that also to to Sonata and also to uh, to Santa Fe, it is a three stage uh, red color. So it looks has a great sense of depth. Um, and uh, and it has a good sense. It just looks really, really impressive on, on the road. Now, I know you said that uh, the Tucson is already in dealerships. Is, is the hybrid in dealerships or is that coming? The hybrid has not yet been released. There are certain builds of, of, um, of Tucson in dealerships right now. So um, the thing to note, because I mentioned um, our volume is, 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 is so emphasized in this particular segment, Tucson is in it. Um, we are actually now dual sourcing the vehicles. So we have cars coming from Korea. We have cars being made in Alabama as well. And so Alabama being in the United States, obviously, a lot closer for that supply chain, right? So those vehicles will be um, in market sooner than the vehicles coming from, from overseas. There's still, I guess, um, some bottlenecks with the port workers and stuff because of COVID. And so those will be shortly behind. But uh, I just went to the docks um, last week to take a look at uh, the hybrid to make sure everything's okay with that vehicle. And I'm really excited to, to, to do that. Actually, I take that back. If I had to drive one vehicle, it would be, it would be our mid-grade um, SCL convenience hybrid. That's the one I would get. That's the one I would get. Yep. Well, changed your mind already, did you? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like, wait a minute. If it's just the gas side, it's the SCL convenience of the gas. If, if anything, it's going to be the, uh, the hybrid. Well, if, if the hybrid's in docks, it's not much longer before it's on trains and, and trucks. So that's, that's yes. going to be soon then. Yes, that's very, that's very very soon. So you'll be able to say that before too long. Have you guys ever had to do that before? I had such demand that you've had to get um, from both Korea and Alabama in order to uh, keep up with the demand? You know, historically, um, we, we've had dual source vehicles before. Elantra and Sonata are... are uh, I would call legacy examples of that, right? Because if you if you roll back 10, 15 years ago, that was what was hot, right? Sub, our compact car and, uh, and mid-size sedan. So those have been dual source for quite some time. Uh, now there's a shift to, to Tucson. It's our first SUV that will be, do, we'll be doing that. Um, our last late last generation Santa Fe was dual source between our uh, sister company's plant in Georgia as well as our plants in Alabama. So we will see that we, it's, it's the great thing about the Hyundai Motor Group is that uh, they're willing to invest in, in equipment and build a supplier base wherever it's, it's, it's needed. So it's a lot more fluid than, um, than it is at other OEMs where, where I may have worked at. Well, you're, you're doing so well, you're gonna get a raise, right? 
Uh, if you see my boss at a media event, please, uh, please tell me, please uh, tell them uh, that needs to happen. Yeah. yeah there we go. Well, try yeah, I tell you what, it's been, a, it's been a really busy time right now for, for me. I mean, I'm working on all the SUVs this week alone, or this past couple months alone, we've just announced Tucson, Tucson hybrid, Tucson plug-in. Uh, we just had a facelift for, um, Santa Fe last year, but we're also announcing plug-in, uh, Santa Fe as well. Santa Cruz, we just announced within the past couple of weeks. Kona N, we just announced a day or two ago. And it's it's just been non like last night I was up till to 1.30 in the morning, you know, just getting things done. So it's very busy, but it's a, it's a really fun time here as well. Exactly. When you've got all of those coming out, that's that's when you know you're doing well and it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything that, why is it more asked me this? It's the most important thing. You know, we've covered a lot in Tucson. I mean, it's almost like, you know, like what didn't we cover? It's going to be a huge, huge list, right? So um, a couple of highlights, you know, I'd like, like to mention here. We have two sunroofs for the vehicle now. It seems trivial, but a panoramic sunroof is so big and so heavy. We can't apply that on everything, especially as our drive, you know, as manufacturers to have, you know, uh, better fuel efficiency as we, as we go forward, right? So uh, we fought really hard to have two different sunroofs for the vehicle. And I think that helps us, again, set us apart uh, from the competition. A lot of technology that we went over, you know, those aren't just technology pieces for the sake of technology. It's things that you can use every day is going to help you out uh, every day. Styling we covered, uh, that was really, you know, very drastically different. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, there, there's just so many different things. I wouldn't even know where to, to add on three different powertrains, you know, hybrid, plug-in hybrid. That's probably the, the biggest thing that we have for us. We're now down to one gasoline engine. Previously, we had two gasoline engines, and um, it was just having a lot of complexity with the plants, manufacturing two different engines, made it really easy for consumers now with just a standard uh, engine. Makes it really makes it easier for, for consumers to pick. So, yeah, there's a lot. Thank you again to Trevor Live for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews every week. When we return, Ford has partnered with Mappos, and your ride just got more informative and easier. I'll talk to Ford next on Driving in Heels. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. Whether you want to explore more in your hometown or you want to find interesting sites while road tripping, Ford and its partner Mappos can quickly and easily help you out. Ford Connected Applications and Platform, Stefan Bankowski, walks us through all the great features of this partnership. Well, I understand that you have an exciting announcement to tell us about how Ford is partnering up with Mapo. Correct. Yeah, Ford is excited to, to announce that we're the first automaker to be offering Mapo, a new in-car app that provides culture-oriented travel recommendations based on books, movies, music, history, and more. Now, if, for those of us who aren't you know, familiar with Mapo, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how it works and what it can help us with. Yeah, so what Mapo does is it has a, an extensive database of points of interest, local ones around you or just across the, the globe, really. Um, they have over 30,000 currently um, points of interest listed, and you can search those out. You can find ones near you. You can find ones in other destinations. And uh, you can also um, seek out journeys. For, for example, you're connecting Mapo within your car and you're looking for a guided tour of, say, historical um, homes in your area or perhaps something, something else. And it'll guide you through the navigation system, provide you maybe quotes or uh, references from books and other types of media, uh, fun facts and trivia uh, as you go on, on that scripted journey. Oh, now that's cool. So let's take your example. But, you know, if you wanted to go and tour historic homes, not only would it would take you there, but can you purchase tickets and find out more about these homes? It it typically will give you um, some some kind of a fun fact or maybe a quote or something like that. So, um, you know, it gives you just a, another kind of facet to um, to, to navigation within your vehicle, right? Instead of just going from point A to point B, it's, it's kind of giving you, you know, a different perspective on things, maybe learning something you didn't know about that area. This is such a great idea because how many times have you been on a road trip somewhere and you just, you know, unless you do a whole bunch of research ahead of time, you don't know what's in that area. Exactly. And this really is easy to do, right? You, you know, it's there. You could be in some new place. You're on a road trip and go, Hey, Let's find out what's interesting around here. And, you know, in, instead of trying to Google and, and figure that stuff out, you know, it'll it'll pop it up and, and, and do it for you. So, yeah. I bet it helps you find some of those hidden gems, too, that you wouldn't know to look for. 
Exactly. And what's really cool with um, with Mapo is that not only does does the Mapo team continually add more points of interest and, and fun facts and, and content like that, but it's also crowdsourced, which is any Mapo user can can put in information and, and uh, another point of interest into into the database. And after it's verified by the Mapo team, you know, others can can partake in that. So you might be you know, kind of sewer of, of your city or area uh, of some interesting facts, and you could be putting that in there for others to discover. Well, tell us how we get it. Does it automatically show up on our screen with the vehicle, or do we have to download something? How does it work? Right. And so uh, MAPO connects to, to your SYNC infotainment system, uh, SYNC 3 or SYNC 4. So that's standard in all uh, Ford and Lincoln vehicles. And so we've got millions of, the, of those on the, on the road today, and we uh, continue to roll that out. And so what you do is um, on your iPhone or Android, just download the MAPO app, you know, log in, create an account. And then from there, whenever you connect to your SYNC system, uh, to your vehicle, over Bluetooth or USB, it'll uh, it'll automatically show up in your apps tray. You open up Mapo and you can uh, continue to to use that interface through either voice commands or through the touch screen. Oh man, that makes it even easier with voice commands. I totally forgot about that. Sure. Yeah. And so you can use voice, the touch screen, um, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you know is is, is safe for you in the car. Um, and then you can you know, like I said, uh, see find POIs around you um, and, and also find scripted journeys. And so those are, those are the kind of main experiences that, that a user can expect when connecting a Mapo in the car. Now, I, I don't, uh, how do I put this? This seems like a natural fit. It's like we should have been doing this a long time ago because this just makes the ride so much better. For sure. You know, uh, when we put this, this platform uh, for apps to connect into the car through AppLink. <clears throat> we, we started that about 10 years ago. The, the infotainment systems were obviously not as advanced as they are today, but the general concept was uh, made sense, right? You know, you use apps, you know, smartphone apps did exist back then. You use them outside the car. Why not bring the interface into the car when it makes sense? And over time, we've launched uh, many apps across the globe um, you know, some of them are kind of obvious, you know, music apps like a Pandora or Tidal, right? Um, even some new technologies that came around like personal digital assistants like Alexa, right? But because we kind of built out this platform, we're able to, to have different partners build on top of it and connect to existing vehicles, which is really great, meaning you can have a 2018 Escape and, um, you know, years down the road here uh, today, we're announcing Mapo, and that's a, a new experience, a new type of app, something different, something unique that you can connect to and, and kind of add value and, and, and experience and, and kind of have this compelling content within the vehicle that you didn't have before. Oh, you can go ahead and say it, Stefan. Laura, we were working as fast as we could. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it, it's. It's difficult to when you have so many different pieces of the car to to build these things out and to bring them to, you know quickly to the user. But thankfully, we we built out the foundation here, and so you know we continue to work with new partners, great partners like Mapo, and um, and find out you know what are the the new killer kind of uh, you know experiences that that users are seeking. And and to your point, right, this is this makes a whole lot of sense, right? You're you are you you are in the car with with your friends and family, and you're on road trips, and you want to find new experiences. And if that can be curated curated and and guided for you, then then so better. 
That is just awesome. And it's free, right? And it's free. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get any better than free. <laughs> exactly. So can you can you tease us with more things that are coming in the future? Myself, no. But like I said before, because that a lot of this content is crowdsourced, um, the, the exciting thing is that the people around the globe are going to be putting in, you know, their own fun facts and, and points of interest and so forth. And so I encourage anyone who's uh, a Mapo user to do that. And, and for those that have Ford or Lincoln vehicles with Sync and Sync, four, Sync 3 and Sync 4 to, to download the app and connect it and, and, you know, have these awesome experiences. I can just see, you know, there's there's always got to be that one Bob or Jim out there that has to put his comments on everything, <laughs> you know, sure. it's going to be on there, but it's always fun to see what other people have thought about a different point of interest. Exactly. Yep. So, Stefan, is there anything you're like, why hasn't Laura asked me this yet? It's the most important part. No, I think you've touched on all the, the, the right things. And, uh, you know, excited for others to, to hear about this and to, to seek it out. We, we can email you directly with suggestions, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll just... directly to the MAPO team. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, we'll just give out your cell phone number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stefan, it was really cool talking to you today and learning about this. I think this is going to be a huge hit because it just makes sense, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, want you guys to do the work for us when we're traveling. Exactly. Thank you. I well, appreciate that. Thank you again to Stefan Bankowski for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews. Every week, I talk directly to the manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight facts from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.